0: Gospel, because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes.
1: Welcome to another Just Informed talk radio show with your hosts, Craig James and Nick Noe. Today is a big show. I like to say that, but it's true. We have big stories to cover. As usual, it doesn't change. We have a lot to get into here today. We're going to be talking first about what happened in Michigan last night as the presidential primary results have come in. Trump crushing Nikki Haley By a very wide margin, 67% of the vote going to Donald J. Trump, Nikki Haley, and her Democrat voters comprising 28% in that race, and that is essentially where we have come to today with uh, the state of modern politics. You know, it's not about anything other than power and control, and they are desperately trying to undermine Trump's ability to win in these races. That has been made all but too clear and uh you know just another another crushing defeat for nikki haley that's not going to face her whatsoever and nick when we when we were talking today we had our pre-meeting you made a very good analogy about nikki haley you want to share with the folks out there what that is
2: yeah, Nikki Haley, she's not she's not giving up. It's very clear that she is not the nominee, you know, and uh she's not using logic or anything like that, and she just keeps sticking around like a crazy ex girlfriend that won't go away. She just refuses to accept that you've moved on and she, everyone else has to. She is the human embodiment of that meme
1: of the, the psychotic ex girlfriend, and it's it it's not by accident and it's not by just her choice Uh, you know again i I start to feel bad for nikki haley and i've said this before we need to pray for her because she's obviously just a pawn of a very much larger than herself faction of individuals who are running her and uh putting her in this position to do this but she's committed to it as well so we can't be uh we can't relinquish that much matter of fact to all of our friends here in colorado <clears throat> excuse me um we had nikki haley in denver last night at the centennial uh i think it's an air museum down there just south of denver um she came and had a little rally and it was very interesting to see her show up on our front doorstep and there's a lot more to it, but before we get there, I want to play this clip. This is Jack Pasovic and Benny Johnson, and Jack Pasovic describes and gives great insight into what the deep state is using Nikki Haley to do, and I think that these words are very valuable. Let's go ahead and listen to this.
3: So what you're saying here is that this entire operation is a cloak and dagger sabotage operation funded by Democrats, voted for by Democrats, and Nikki Haley has the policies of Democrats as she fetishizes Hillary Clinton, one of her political heroes.
4: I'm a woman of my word, she said at the speech the other night. People must understand, you've got my tweet up there from uh, a couple of weeks ago, she's not running to win. She's not running to win a campaign. She's not running to win a nomination. She is running to be a blunt force instrument in a series of blunt force instruments that Donald Trump is having to run into on his way back to recovering the presidency. Look, the Democrats, the regime, the media, people have have to get around this idea of it's left versus right blue versus red this is up versus down okay this really is the elite versus the people and they will take anyone be it nikki haley who's just sort of this hologram you can pay her to say whatever she wants to say and she'll say it um tucker carlson has said that many times that she is an instrument of the regime and we must understand her as such
1: Well, there you go. I think that that's a very accurate description of what Nikki Haley's purpose is in this whole debacle. And, you know, as if it's not bad enough with that, think about this, Nick. We have our own, you know, globalist propaganda machines here in Colorado, specifically the Denver Post. You know, they published an opinion piece yesterday. And this is the, the, I can't make this up, Nick. This is the, the title of the article. The headline. Here's why Colorado's unaffiliated voters should support Nikki Haley on Super Tuesday, and it gives a whole list of reasons why they should go do it. And this just goes to to show you that as if all the lawfare and election interference weren't enough— we have these clowns trying to rig the primaries too. They're trying to remove Trump from the ballot. They're trying to encourage their readers to, you know, unaffiliated. Yeah, right. We all know it's Democrats. They want Democrats to go vote in these primaries, uh, whether it's by switching their party affiliation or it's by just going in open primaries and voting. They want it to seem as though Haley has this large following when, in reality, she just doesn't. And and you. Know, You know, this is something that's going to be so destructive and corrosive here, especially in in our state. And what's even more hilarious, too, is that Nikki Haley went out and she said this at one of her last speeches. She said, we can either go with more of the same or we can go with something new. More of the same is not just Joe Biden. More of the same is also Donald Trump. I mean, her whole campaign pitch is is just let me just ignore the lawfare Let me just ignore the political persecution and the election interference and just be an opportunistic, I don't want to use the word, because I'm a nice guy, but you know where I was probably going with that, uh, and and just completely try to to sneak in the back door and get a nomination, which is never going to happen unless Donald Trump is assassinated, God forbid, or he passes or he's put in, in prison, which won't happen, I believe, Those are like the only worlds in which she even stands a remote chance. So I I don't know what she's being used for other than what Jack Basovic described there. Right, Nick?
2: Yeah, she's a tool being used by a group of people. Now, I bet you that she met with after, you know, before or after her her event there. I bet you she met with Ken Buck and Liz Cheney. I bet you they were sipping drinks together and coming up with some sort of crazy plan to try and uh, get her hat in the ring, but it's just not going to happen. And don't forget that the CIA there is the domestic operation is based in Denver where they debrief people and uh, give them more direction on what to do for uh, covert operations. It's no wonder that she's there right now. Yeah. I mean, would you be surprised
1: if she was a CIA asset? People go, Oh, that's crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, have you been paying attention for the last eight years? I mean, we've document, we have documental proof about how the CIA not only tried to rig the 2020, 2016 election, but then seemingly succeeded in rigging the 2020 election by doing everything they've learned tactically from launching color revolutions in foreign nations. So would it be surprising if she's going to meet with her CIA puppet master handlers and, and deep state globalist backers to, to figure out strategies on, you know, hey, Nikki, just, just stay in there you're you're simply going to be the uh, cudgel with which we beat uh, americans over the head until they fall in line and submit to our globalist authoritarian rule that is for their good you know depopulation is for their good i don't know if they understand it flooding your country with third world uh, uh illegals is good for you know the people who want an underclass of subservient citizens to be exploited how is how is people how are people not figuring this out yet? I mean, it's all for our betterment, right, Nick?
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious what they're what they're planning, you know, and, and what they've been doing. They've been meddling in everything, and uh, Nikki Haley is front and center, you know, doing their bidding. And for her, I'm sure she's just thinking to herself, she, that. Uh, Maybe she's just thinking this is a bucket list thing. She wanted to run for president, president one day and this is just playing out for her, you know, cuz there's no way that she could logically think she's going to win. It doesn't make sense. So, you know, the only alternative is what you mentioned and or if the CIA has is, is got her on the payroll, you know, maybe she may not be president, but she might get a job in the CIA after. Yeah. Well, she's already been working with
1: defense contractors, so it's it's the next logical step, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I look at it from a very skeptical perspective with regard to how these, all, this all is being orchestrated. And uh, we talked a little bit about J, or RFK Jr. too and, and kind of who he may be playing toward. We'll talk about that in a little bit more when we come back. Everybody's going to want to stay tuned. Uh, we also have some textures texting in. Uh, somebody said, yes, Nikki and Jenna's BFFs. Uh, yeah, Jenna Grins- Griswold and Nikki are probably loving each other right now. And uh, not to dwell, is, is it possible Burning Man was MK Ultras on a different platform since shootings are becoming less effective? I don't know. We'll answer that when we come back.
5: Yes, you can do it yourself.
6: But you don't have to do it alone. Let
3: us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show.
6: Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360.
1: Just Form Talk Radio with your host, Craig James and Nick No. And, Nick, you know, we're talking about everything that's happening here related to the election. Obviously, this is a big story. We have Nikki Haley getting eviscerated once again, yet not dropping out, which is something, you know, that is almost starting to become, if it weren't so dastardly, if it weren't so nefarious, if it weren't so driven by. Uh, Bad intentions uh, that it it would almost be impressive, right, Nick, to see somebody just get clobbered day after day, you know, race after race and and just still hang in there, regardless of what the obvious will of the American voters is. Right. I, I mean, it seems to me that there is a lot more to this than obviously meets the eye. And we're kind of diving into the motivation behind why. Nikki Haley has not dropped out yet you know she keeps saying things like I'm a woman and uh, you know I'll never drop out because that's what they want and it's like lady you realize that when you say that's what they want you're referring to the voters right like this is uh, the democratic institution of our constitutional <laughs> republic right
2: yeah exactly you know she she's on that John Brennan track where um, you know she knows what's best for america not what the voters what the voters want she knows what's best
1: they all have that uh you know idea and i think the the first step toward understanding how to lead effectively is humility is understanding you don't know everything and uh you know when you see these people with this tremendous amount of hubris get up in front of crowds of people and tell us that you know even though the american people don't want me i am the the person that is the best for the job it's like but that's antithetical to what our government is was structured to be except i guess now that it's been restructured by the communists and marxists uh this this makes sense you know let's install a candidate that nobody likes who's going to do the will of you know a small minority of uber wealthy corporate uh you know technocrats and kleptocrats in our in our government That seems to be the the trajectory and path that we're headed on, and this all kind of stems out of what happened in Michigan last night. As I said earlier, we had uh, President Donald J. Trump eviscerating Nikki Haley uh, by about, what what would that be, like about 40 percentage points in the race there in Michigan, and and what's fascinating is is to look at the other side of the primary voting right now, Um, you have Michigan, which has a very large Muslim population, especially in Dearborn, uh, they, uh, what was it, I think parts of Dearborn are called, like, Little Mogadishu. Is that is that what, I, am I correct about that? Um, in this race, though, what's fascinating to me is that Joe Biden had a pretty tough time in the Michigan primary. It, believe it or not, one of the craziest things is that nearly 17% of the vote in the uh, the democrat primary there in michigan uh voted uncommitted meaning they did not vote for joe biden and in dearborn specifically uh joe biden got eviscerated by the uncommitted vote because we know that the muslims there uh they vote as a block uh it's not a religion it's a political ideology i don't care what anybody says to me that it is a political ideology and that's how they uh, you know, hold their stance, and that's what it, it showed in the, the polling. I mean, the numbers came back, and in specifically Dearborn, Michigan, uh, I think Joe Biden got something like a little over a thousand votes, and the uncommitted vote was somewhere in the realm of like three thousand plus votes were voting uncommitted in the the Democrat primary, and that. <clears throat> speaks to a population of individuals who truly are being informed as to what, which way to go and they're being used as a uh, a, a political, you know, pawn in, in this game that, you know, is going to be leveraged against the Democrats going down the line to get more concessions surely on uh, bringing in more extremists and more illegals because that's what they want. They want to, uh, you know, overrun our country and take it over the great replacement theory is not a racist idea it's it's a fact it's it's obviously you can you can look at statistics and see it clearly right nick
2: yeah what they're trying to do is replace uh, the people who are already citizens citizens of the united states with other people that will vote to their will think about it you have no history in a country you know you're where you're at is a not necessarily a good place in the world, it's, it's not uh, got a lot to offer, and then suddenly you have a chance to move somewhere that is uh, abundant, has abundance, and all you gotta do is show up to the voting booth you know, once every two years or whatever the elections are, and then you get to keep your wonderful new life. And they don't have any basis or understanding of how our country was founded and what it represents, really. All they want is the money and – well, not always, but – and uh, the wonderful freedoms that we have here. You know, but we can't save everybody. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's a guy who explains immigration – very well in a Ted talk and he uses gumballs. He, he fills up a cylinder with uh, gumballs and then he fills it up with, um, you know, uh, more and more people. Essentially what he demonstrates is that you can't save everybody. And the best way to help them is to help them in their own country, take care of themselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, I always look at it, you know, from an analogy standpoint as, you know, you know, You cannot help others until you have your house in order. And that's exactly what they don't really care about. And, of course, how could you blame people? If I had to choose between Dearborn, Michigan and, you know, some, you know, uh, Djibouti or something, like, uh, of course, I'm going to choose Dearborn, Michigan. And, of course, once I get here, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I stay in Dearborn, Michigan because I don't want to go back to Somalia or whatever. I get it. It's not that we could even blame these people for their decision it's more that um you know our system is being broken down in a way that is you know you have chinese nationals serving in you know a uh, uh, city government uh, city government uh, administrations there in san francisco you got dearborn michigan becoming little mogadishu you got uh, you know, the border being invaded by Chinese nationals every single day and and nationals from all over the country, probably terrorists, probably, uh, you know, obvious spy rings and obvious infiltrations from the CCP and other major nations, right? Every nation in the world has uh, some sort of sleeper cell inside of our border at this point, which... Nobody wants to address except those who are paying attention who truly care about this nation, so it's very dangerous the direction that we're headed. Um, There's some other stuff that I think is interesting. In our election board service members, you know, you have people coming out now and saying you'd have to be crazy to do the job of overseeing an election in certain parts of our uh, great republic because they've become targets of... You know this this harassment campaign which is being levied by these radical extremist marxist communists who are now targeting election officials but as if that isn't bad enough we have um some interesting interesting things here right Let, let's go ahead and look at this even though we do have a breaking story about lauren lauren bobert which just went on the wire right now her son apparently was arrested Uh, with a 22 rifle or with a rifle on 22 charges related to a string of vehicle trespasses and property thefts. Well, that's not good. We'll get into that in a minute. I don't know that she's going to be staying in the race much longer, but I I forgot. I lost my train of thought there, Nick. Help me out. What was I saying before uh, I just saw this headline come across the wire?
2: Oh, you're saying that we're going to have a lot to talk about um, with the different stories, you know, um, you know. considering we have a, a moment here, I want to bring up that Nikki Haley was the U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., and she resigned while uh, she was in that role. And I, I have a feeling that it's because she – I mean, think about this, though. So what's happening right now that the U.N. is backing right now in the United States is this invasion. Who's paying for it? United Nations. Who pays the most to the United Nations? We do. So we're paying for our own invasion. And Nikki Haley left the UN, just resigned out of nowhere. I wonder what that was about. Maybe it's because uh, her idea of what America should be invaded was not something that President Trump liked. Maybe that's what it was. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, and I totally lost my train of thought from before, so I might as well just go into other stories because we have a lot more to cover here. Uh, I guess we'll just jump into this big breaking story, Nick. I'm going to cover it. Denver Post reporting, uh, Lauren Boebert's son arrested, charged in a string of vehicle trespasses and property thefts in Rifle, Colorado. Tyler J. Boebert, an 18-year-old male it looks like, is the second Boebert family member arrested this week or no, this year, uh, one of her sons was arrested. Lauren Bobert's sons was arrested on a string of vehicle trespasses and property thefts. Uh, let's see. Police say they arrested Tyler J. Bobert, 18, about 2.30 p.m. yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, he's facing charges of criminal possession of ID documents of multiple victims, conspiracy to commit a felony, and over 15 additional misdemeanors and petty offenses. According to online jail records for Garfield County Sheriff's Office, Tyler Bobert faces 22 charges, which include contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Uh, jail records show he's still in custody, and no bond information is listed. Wow. Um, now I know that that we've we've talked about some of the problems happening in in Bobert's family uh, with regard to her husband, Jason Bobert who was arrested on assault charges after he shoved his thumb into the mouth of one of their sons during an altercation back in January, according to the Denver Post, that is. Um, They also had an incident in a restaurant out in Colorado, which has been what prompted Noreen Boebert to move congressional districts, partially it seems, from the 3rd congressional district to the 4th congressional district, where she is now, uh, I think, running for Ken Buck's open seat here. Nick, I mean... I don't I hate to say it but I think I was right about all of this uh, you know I, I kind of called this before I didn't know this was coming down the pipeline but I did say before that she's going to bring a lot of baggage with her and and it seems like her her family life it, her personal life seems to be in complete disarray and this story is probably only going to make that worse and you know I mean obviously anytime you have a family situation facing divorce and you're facing strife in the family and and that kind of dynamic it's going to lead to kids lashing out i mean we've all been uh young dumb uh teenagers at one point or another in our lives and done probably stupid things for whatever reason but nick i, I don't know if this is going to bode too well for her uh, campaign efforts here it's only going to make things worse right
2: yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, uh, it's sad to see, though. He, he's been arrested for all of these multiple charges, which kind of sounds like they're throwing the book at him, which makes me think to myself, maybe they're anticipating uh, this case coming. And, uh, you know, they for that many charges over what he probably was doing, what I read here, it looks like he was going from car to car, stealing stuff from people's cars with his buddy. Probably. Now let me guess. Is his buddy also someone who worked at the Aspen Lodge up there or where wherever that guy was <laughs> that she went on a date with? You know? At this point it seems like I don't know, there's there's something wonky about it. There had to have been someone that was informing on what he was doing because otherwise they wouldn't have so many charges so quickly up front like that. It would have had to have been uh they were tipped off somehow. And and even then, if that were the case, I'm not, not saying it's right, but I'm saying there's something else going on too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. First of all, thoughts and prayers to Lauren Boebert and her family. Nobody wants this. Nobody's like, we're not sitting here celebrating this. This is horrendous. And it is terrible that she's going to have to face this with her family. And this is going to probably lead to some really tough, tough times for them. But, you know, when you're talking about wanting to be an elected official and represent the interests of the American people. Unfortunately, a part of that is, you know, I believe having your own house in order. And, and I just look at Lauren Boebert and and as nice as she may be, uh, to, to the people that she knows, especially here on the front range, you know, she probably knows a lot of people. She's probably made a lot of good impressions, but if your house is in this kind of disarray, and chaos, you know, whether it's with her husband and the multiple arrests with that situation, and the infidelity it seems that was taking place afterward. Before, I, I'm not 100% sure on the timeline of things, but as I understand it, you could fact check me on this. But the timeline is that she was doing that that scandal down in Denver, you know, in the midst of the divorce proceedings. I don't know that it was fully finalized yet, but regardless they had a tumultuous relationship which ended in this chaotic way and now her son who knows for what reason we can only speculate but as he is an 18-year-old adult we can at least say that it's it's fair to say that he's you know lashing out probably because of what's happening at home i mean do these kids need an absent mother you know in in Washington DC half the year or do they need a parent who's going to be here to help them i don't know you know, I, I grew up in a family, Nick, with essentially a single mother. And I know that she worked a lot and her being away hurt our family dynamic a lot. And I'm not I'm just saying from personal experience that, yeah. you know, we, we want the best. We don't want this, but maybe there's something better that she can be doing. Anyway, we'll talk about that more when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio.
7: A lot of radio stations can boast about having two, three, even 500,000 listeners. But what they don't tell you is that their average listener only listens for four minutes. And if they're listening to music, they're constantly changing the channel. Same old boring commentary. Or as soon as a commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer. A lot longer. We have some of the longest continuous listener minutes in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial as soon as a Commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss one second of their favorite programs. Advertise with AM 1360KHNC and have your message heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We have the best rates in Colorado, so call us at 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com.
6: It, whatever you choose and get this, there's absolutely no loss of principle if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call 888 YREFI 24 You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888 YREFI 24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you.
3: Somebody on a sidewalk carjacking over
1: Just Form Talk Radio with your host, Craig James and Nick No, And Nick, you know, we, we kind of had a breaking news story that came across the wire I wanted to touch on with regard to Lauren Boebert. We'll let more details come uh, from that. And, and to be very clear for the audience out there listening, these are, uh, you know, th- this is an arrest that was made. These are allegations now at the moment that will have to be, you know, uh, dealt with in a court of law. So we're not going to make any presumptions of guilt or innocence. Uh, we 're going to make it very clear that we don 't know all of the details at the moment. We only know what the charging document or what the, the charges seem to be according to news reports and uh, I just want to be very very crystal clear on that i 'm not uh, again making a pronouncement of uh, guilt or innocence in the case of her son being arrested uh, for the crimes that, that he 's alleged to have committed uh, that 's something I want to be very clear on for everybody out there listening but it, it like i said i mean it does seem like you have a house in disarray and that is you know always going to be a factor you have to take into account when you're looking at representation i mean if you can't keep your own house in order how are you going to help coloradans you know keep their uh state in order and the federal government keep its affairs in order it just seems like we should have people with you know less on their plate and uh, but hey you know what Who knows? Maybe this will uh, play to her benefit and it will get her some more votes in some form or fashion. I don't know. What do you think, Nick?
2: Yeah, you know, I'd say hate to see it, but it looks like to me that this is going to be a story that that just won't go away. And uh, we want to make sure that no matter what, we want a Republican in there. Obviously, there would never be a Democrat that would win that area or that uh, voting district. Um, but, you know, this would be an excuse for them to say, oh, after they steal the election. Oh, look, it's because of there's there's issues with her uh, family and stuff, you know, and there's 22 charges um, charged against him. So some, something's up with that. Twenty two charges for this uh, for him. He got in a car accident and you know, quite frankly, in Colorado, there's it's pretty treacherous when you go around turns, there's all kinds of different drop-offs and mountains and, and all sorts of stuff. But he got into a car crash. He, he got charged with a crime for that. Um, um, uh, because I don't know, it's basically, they said he had reckless driving or something, careless driving causing bodily in- injury. Um, so I don't know, there's, there's something wonky going on with him, targeting him. But at the same time, you know, if he's breaking into cars, that's not good.
1: Yeah, obviously. Well, and, and- allegedly yeah allegedly allegedly we want to make it clear again there is only there have only been charges brought as far as the arrest you know the arrest was made we're, we're waiting to see what the actual charges are that are brought um and these are all allegations so we want to be very clear on that and but 22 is a lot nick like i mean it, it, 22 is a lot to fabricate if we're going down that rabbit hole but i don't know the details he could be 100 innocent and this could all be just a you know another tactic that i wouldn't put past the left you know what i mean it's not that i, I mean look at what they're doing to trump he's got 91 counts in four jurisdictions so uh let's not jump to conclusions here but it's not looking too good on that front we'll wait for more details to come out in that story but before we uh, get into more stuff i know nick Uh, You're going to have to take off for uh, some uh, meetings you have coming up here in the second hour. So I'll be flying solo in the second hour of the Just Form Talk radio show. So I hope you all stick around for that. But uh, we have a few more stories we want to touch on and get to here this morning. Obviously, we can talk, uh, uh, go a bunch of different directions. But, Nick, where where did you want to steer us next since you're going to be leaving soon for your uh, meetings?
2: There is a a uh, YouTube video that I really want everybody to hear because there might be some younger people listening that that, uh, that don't remember it, but there's a about a four-minute speech. It's a section of a speech that I want everybody to hear, and it's from John F. Kennedy. Um, and I'm going to sit... You know, I've already... It, it, stand by one sec. And it, it just really... It just reminds me of the times right now, and I want everybody to to kind of be on the same page about it to understand what he was really trying to do for us. You know, and I made these before you
1: before you go any further. My audience should be aware of this. I've played this speech probably a half dozen times or more over the last six months, but it brings it true today more and more. Right.
2: Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he, he saw it for what it was back then, and the people who killed him are still the same people that are in control today. The Liz Cheneys, the Dick Cheneys, the, the Bushes, it's all the same group, same club, and we're not in it.
1: All right, let's play it then. Here we go. This is John F. Kennedy telling us of, telling us of the times we are living in today, uh, just as true when he said them then, but even more true now given what we know, listen to this.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight As an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned. No rumor is printed. No secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding. And from that understanding comes support or opposition. And both are necessary.
1: Nick, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it there because we're gonna hit a break. Uh, w- w- thoughts on that?
2: That speech right there, Craig, is what uh, was my foundation for whenever I was in in college. Just like you, I was. They were trying to push liberalism on me, or or uh, you know the whack job Democrat uh, party. And you know by the end of the, my experience, I had found this speech amongst uh, many other things that. I came across, and it was so inspiring to me to hear him uh, say, you know, what the real enemy was, and really characterize it in a perfect way so that I understood what uh, what the United States was up against. And, um, you know, later on in my career in the Air Force, you know, I, I was still, you know, that still run true for me, and I, and I saw the things I did, and that's why... I uh, felt compelled afterward to come forward. Amen,
1: brother. And I think it probably rings even more true now that we uh, have the the retrospective, uh, introspective look at hindsight. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Just Form Talk
6: sebastian goke if you're not listening to swamp fight you're simply not listening wednesdays at 5 p.m and saturdays at noon right here on am 1360
1: Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And Nick, you know, before the break we were playing that JFK speech that has become very famous uh, for a number of reasons, but specifically because he identifies in it clearly the monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that has been ongoing since his time, before his time, and after his time all the way up to today. It's some of the same uh, individuals that were responsible for you know, taking him out are the ones that are trying to take Trump out as we speak. And I know that most people maybe aren't aware of it. Not everybody out listening in this audience specifically, but ultimately the general public has little to no idea of what's happening in our country behind the scenes. Right, Nick?
2: That's right. It's a, it's a constant battle with, uh, between policymakers and and law enforcement and, and other places and and all facets of society, all pillars to include you know our uh, churches you know have been infiltrated by these people and they are ruthless and their goals, do not align with ours as a country. Everything that they're doing is for themselves, and they control everything. Do not be lulled to sleep by their their false uh, promises and their lies and, and uh, hypocrisy. Don't don't allow it. Confront them, you know, peacefully and say no. What you're saying is a lie because of X, Y, Z. Use facts against them. That's the only way we can really fight back is by you know using the truth as leverage to prove what they're what they really are
1: unfortunately though most people are intentionally kept in the dark and they are uh blinded to any of these truths Uh, they're shielded by a a number of different things the the uh, you know ignorant bliss full state that they try to keep people in transically with the way that media is uh, ran and and algorithms make social media addictive and mesmerizing and Culture promotes degeneracy and evil and pornography, uh, immorality onto the masses and glorifies it and you know sexualizes it and makes it um, fantastical and and, and and enchanting. There's a lot of mechanisms at work right now that are you know fully engaged in this mental, um, the, the, I would say the mental occupation of, of many unassuming citizens out there. And that's what we have to do as, as a group, as a collective, you know, we have to try to wake people up. And part of waking people up is just simply pointing out what is happening and making it very clear in no uncertain terms that, you know, this is the way they're being manipulated. These are the mechanisms which they use. And this is the strategy and tactic that they have, uh, you know, all agreed upon and are, are, and are using and force. So, I want to bring this up, though, because we're talking about elections, right, Nick? We're talking about what happened in Michigan. Again, for anybody just joining us, we've talked about Trump completely eviscerating Nikki Haley in the Michigan primary uh, to the point and and also eviscerating, by the way, Joe Biden. Trump by himself had uh, more votes than all Democrats combined in the Michigan primary. And that's something I think they're very worried about. But specifically, he beat Joe by himself. By 120,000 votes, it looks like, and uh, that that doesn't include the votes that went to Nikki Haley that are being siphoned off from the globalist wench Nikki Haley. So, what is disturbing, though, is that we've come now to a new point in a time where Kamala Harris is announcing that the Biden administration is going to officially allow students to get paid through federal work study programs to register people to vote in an effort to activate them you can't make this stuff up they're essentially using the federal government to subsidize subsidize these left-wing college kids to go out and uh, work these get out the vote campaigns which you know they're going to tell us it's it's nonpartisan and, and it's it's a bunch of crap if you ask me listen to this this is word salad uh, Kamala Harris, here she is.:
5: We have been doing work to promote voter participation for students. and for example, we have um, under the Federal Work Study program, now allows students to get paid through federal work study to register people um, and to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is important for a number of reasons. One, to engage our young leaders in this process and, and activate them in terms of their ability to, to strengthen our communities.
1: Nick, I feel like sometimes these people are so functionally incapable of even being deceptive, right? They just they just come out and say it. We're going to activate them. I mean, who who uses terms like activate, first of all? You know she's taking meetings with, you know, these these clandestine in, you know intelligence agencies, the globalist cartels running everything. I don't even think she intentionally wanted to use or should have used the word activate, but she said it. So, you know, who activates people? And then on top of that, taking federal money, taxpayer dollars to subsidize, paying these liberal left-wing college students to go out and register voters— This is like, you know, they are really just desperately pulling out all the stops now. They don't care, right?
2: Yes, and I want to point out a very, very important fact that uh, everyone needs to know about. Okay, so the visa program to have students come over from China is – it has you know hundreds of thousands of them in the United States and a very large portion of them which is over 100,000 are actually uh, uh, people's liberation army assets okay so when she says activate she literally means activate go look at San Francisco that's the that's the dead giveaway all right activate them because look they just put a chinese national who doesn't even speak english in charge of elections make it make sense it doesn't make sense until you hear her say activate them
1: yeah very clearly there's an agenda behind all of it and you know you brought up the the um uh, the, the fact that there are all these chinese students here on visas in america at u- colleges and universities across the country and that reminded me of how you know people don't even want to recall or acknowledge the fact that you don't leave china unless you are an asset of the ccp you just don't especially with how they've shut down their borders and they've tightened their grip over you know controlling who goes in and out uh they kicked out most all america all you know foreign citizens of other countries and have only let the ones stay who are willing to engage in propaganda on behalf of the ccp the the chinese government even though economically it might be imploding right now is still very strong and they have these centers at these universities which they've been using to, to to monitor and surveil any Chinese citizen, national citizen who's in the United States. And they're doing this out in the open. And like you said, when Kamala says activate students to go out and register voters, let's not forget Connect Inc. and how we were offshoring election data in Chinese servers that the CCP obviously had access to. Now, what were they doing with that information? Well, it seems as though it was in, it was information about poll workers. Now, why would the Chinese government want information about poll workers? in the united states well perhaps because they have a bunch of chinese nationals here across the country who could be used to intimidate threaten extort bribe and uh, influence those individuals so remember there's a lot more going on here that meets the eye stay tuned we'll be back
3: The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts.
6: You are
8: listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies.
1: Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And, Nick, I know you got to get out of here after this segment because you've got uh, some meetings you got to go take, and I understand that, so we're going to let you go. But, you know, I was talking about the centers at universities across America where these Chinese nationals are actively working on behalf of the CCP. I mean, it's bad enough that. We had stories not too long ago and covering the fact they had uh, full-blown police stations being run by the Chinese government in major cities across the country, including New York. But they also have the Confucius Institutes at all the universities, which have been cracked down on a little bit, but not much has really been done, I think, in regard to that. It's still a problem that, you know, we get inundated with so many problems, Nick, and so many different things that we have to take, take care of that it almost is a war of attrition against the United States where we can only fight so many battles on so many different fronts, especially here at home. And I think they depend on that. And when, when Kamala comes out and tells you that they are going to be activating students to pay them to go register people to vote, you have to understand that she's not. she may be too dumb to realize that the language she uses is completely... Uh, in. It, it, you know, it, it it completely exposes what their agenda is when she says we're going to activate them, just like they activated Black Lives Matter in twenty twenty to run the color revolution here in the United States, just like they activated Antifa to take over major cities in the West, um, and, and to pull down statues and to work as the uh you know the the Red Guard, which I've called the the, the communist version is the Red Guard when Mao took over in the nineteen forties and fifties in China, but. Well, I've called it here the Rainbow Guard. You know they they bulkanize behind the rainbow flag, and then they you know use this collective identity to launch a color revolution, literally a, a rainbow revolution here in America, which they're still in the process of affecting. Uh, Nick, I guess your your thoughts on all of that. Where did I get it wrong? Where did I get it right? And and what else do you want to add?
2: Well, you know. There, you know, it's funny because I went to go try and find the articles that I read a couple of years ago describing how bad the infiltration really is, and it was, they they made it seem, they framed it as that there was over 100,000 uh, People's Liberation Army spies here in the United States that are just alone students, you know, just alone, that are, that are students, so they're active, and, um, you know, I, I can't find that information as easily. now. I did, I have articles I found. That are critical of of that report, but that's it. I can't find the original right now. But I want everybody to know that this is, as you said, this is this is a slow fifth generation warfare. They infiltrated everything, and they're slowly tightening the screws on us from every direction. You got the United Nations helping with the invasion, and China's of course involved. They're sending in an, enough fentanyl to kill more than people, more than the people that died in Vietnam every year. Uh, every year that many United States citizens die from overdosing on that stuff and uh, Mexico helped them you know they actually were just bringing the um, you know the the fentanyl over and then we said China stop so they said okay okay so they sent their People's Liberation Army spies over to Mexico and then gave them the precursor chemicals and then taught them how to make it themselves. So they're no longer importing it; they're just bringing the chemicals, you know. And that's what the way they played it off. And now, um, you know, they're in full-scale production down there. And just a few, uh, you know, grams of this stuff is enough to kill like a city. It's it's insane.
1: It's it's definitely uh, an evolved warfare that they're fighting. That you know. We're fighting a a lot of different fronts here economically, we're so, we've been so hitched to their economic growth that it's almost like when you have a patient who has a tumor and the doctor comes and says it's inoperable because it is wrapped around some kind of vital organ. That's what we're dealing with with China. It seems they've they've been um, they've been integrated into our society so deeply, economically and otherwise that in order for us to separate would be essentially um, taking the risk of losing everything. It would be a death certificate for us all. But hey, that's where we're gonna leave it. Nick, thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great uh, day. We're gonna come back though in the hour two and, and get to more.
0: You're listening to the
6: Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. And this
9: is the Fox Business Report. Revised gross domestic product numbers are in for the fourth quarter of last year. Economic growth rose 3.2 percent, still strong but slightly weaker than its preliminary report. The initial reading for fourth quarter GDP was 3.3 percent, with consumer spending, exports, and government spending all contributing. Bitcoin's price topped 60,000 this morning. It's been rising to the highest levels in more than two years, with anticipation of the halving event in April, a technical to fix the supply of Bitcoin. TJX shares are higher after the parent of TJ Maxx reported an upbeat quarter. Wall Street's looking past its forecast for weaker growth in the current quarter. It's also being helped by plans to increase its dividend and buy back stock. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jenny Kosova. Invested in you.
0: Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Are you still on the fence about owning gold? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD.
6: Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender-bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men.
3: Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com.
6: Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this. There's Absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefy.com That's invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com, or call 888 refi 24 You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888 refi 24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent
0: you.
1: back just form talk radio i'm your host craig james and flying solo here in the second hour our co-host nick no had to take off had some meetings he had to get to but never fear we will continue on even without him though he will be missed surely some other stories i want to get into here today uh, really just covering the full gambit here Uh, We want to talk about some stuff happening here in Colorado. Interesting stories that uh, I think everybody wants to hear about here in the state. First of all, city of Denver cutting employee hours to zero in order to keep paying for services for illegal border crossers. And this story is just indicative of the time in which we live, right? Obviously, we have this agenda to make U.S. citizens second-class or essentially a third class and then bring in a second class of citizens to, to be elevated above us who will still be subservient and exploited just like American citizens, except they will be known as the privileged class who we cannot, uh, you know, say anything bad about and we cannot um, critique whatsoever. We have to just allow it to happen, allow people to invade our country. And this is a story that uh, came out the other day, and I think it's, it's definitely worth talking about Given everything that we're seeing happening across the board here, I think I have a clip from a news uh, article about this that uh, y'all would find interesting. Uh, there was a clarification made. Denver says it's not laying off employees. It's just quietly reducing their hours to zero. So it's all good. Listen to
3: this. Denver does not want headlines that it's laying off employees in order to pay for the migrant crisis. But the city is telling hourly employees that they may have their hours reduced to zero. Just don't call them layoffs. Here's Mark Salinger. When we got a tip that employees at this rec center were being told they no longer had jobs, we asked the city if there were new layoffs that hadn't been announced yet. Can you confirm if this is accurate? I asked the mayor's office and Parks and Rec Department. Their answer was meant to assure us that we were wrong. No layoffs, they said. However, some employees may have their hours reduced to the point where they may not receive any hours. They're not calling it layoffs, but it definitely sounds like some people may not have jobs anymore. These direct impacts today on DMV do not involve layoffs, nor do parks and rec involve layoffs of our current employees. We will have folks that are hourly workers that will have fewer hours. When Mayor Mike Johnston announced earlier this month that the city would cut budgets, he warned hourly employees would lose some work. Now we know they could lose all their work. I don't want to hide the fact that this matters a lot to those people that are on the front lines. The parks and rec department tells us everyone from front desk workers to coaches to lifeguards are concerned. Considered on-call employees that could be impacted by these cuts the department has been told to cut four point three million dollars to help the city pay for the migrant crisis
1: well there you go folks no worries they're, they're not firing people to pay for the migrant crisis down there in denver they're just giving them zero hours so that it's essentially them uh, losing the ability to, to have an income to support themselves and or their families But uh, definitely going to use our taxpayer dollars to pay for these illegals that keep flooding into our country and landing here in the sanctuary city that is Denver. I mean, at what point do we as Coloradans stand up to these people? I mean, they're just a bunch of fascists. And you know what they're more concerned about? I mean, Governor... Jared Polis is more concerned about looking like some trendy, you know, hipster on social media, uh, you know, making all these these posts that are just, you know, I'm one of the, I'm one of the cool guys, I'm, I'm a cool guy, Jared Polis, you know, he's a complete and total globalist stooge. Um, his homosexual proclivities obviously have uh, everything to do with who he identifies as and what he wants this state to become, which is a, uh, you know, a globalist, rainbow-guard-ran communist state with the lgbtq uh, rainbow guard brigade in full control of everything i mean <clears throat> he just came out on social media not more than a day ago and uh, announced that he has a simple message for making america inclusive for everybody go vote right that, that this was a part of the lgbtq nation queer state of the union so we literally have homosexual globalists running our state here allowing the full-scale invasion of this territory the state of colorado they're funding it with taxpayer dollars while secretly laying off Workers in the state, in the city of Denver, in order to make room in the budget to pay for these illegal invaders, to house them in fancy hotels and give them you know, free meals and to bust them or, or fly them on planes further into the country to overtake our, uh, to destroy our national sovereignty. And, and we're really focused on getting out the vote for the homosexual and the LGBTQ people. Do you understand what it means to be a nation in decline? Because Jared Polis and his communist government down there in Denver are the embodiment of what it means to have your country taken over by the enemy. That's what he is. That's what he represents. And it's not an enemy to me personally. It's just an enemy to the republic. It's an enemy to the constitutional republic of the United States of America, which was founded on Christian principles, I will remind you. And I will say this verse from Romans chapter 1 to give you my input as a christian conservative but more importantly i'm a christian nationalist who is unashamed of my faith and romans chapter 1 verse 32 remember these words although they know full well god's just sentence that those who practice such things deserve to die they not only do them but even applaud others who practice them and that's the kind of pride and hubris that's going to take us straight to hell with uh these kind of people in control, and and you know it's okay because good old Polis, he's got our best intentions at heart, right? He's got he's got the the best intentions, right? The, the path to hell will be paved with those from his from his actions. That's where we're headed. So that's one story I thought was interesting. We also had somebody text in, the text line is open if you want to, 877-536-1360 is the line, the number if you want to text it. Somebody asked us if we can review different generations of warfare. Uh, Yeah, I'll talk to Nick about that. I would love to uh, get him and and me together to get that for you. That would be an interesting, uh, maybe a tinfoil Friday episode or something in that regard. Uh, But somebody from the 505 just texted in and said, A layoff by any other name is a layoff just the same. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're not going to tell you about it, but they're going to, you know, make sure that... See, this is everything they do, they have to lie and deceive and manipulate. You know, that's the difference between what I see is the conservative movement in America... And I'm not talking about the rhinos. I'm not talking about the neocons. I'm talking about the true, you know, uh, America First conservative movement in America and the globalist neocon rhino slash, you know, liberal left fascist uh, movements. They both rely on essentially manipulation and deceit because if if they tell you what they're doing, obviously you're not going to sign on to it. But. If they, you know, make it seem like, it, you know, cover it with potpourri and make it seem all nice and pretty and good, then the unassuming mass is just like, you know, seals. Art, art, art yes, okay, we're in. Um, you know, and, and go down to Boulder in Denver. I mean, gee whiz. It's like, first off, Boulder is just the balkanization with the rainbow flags being everywhere is in telling in and of itself but then you go to denver and you know i got buddies who work as detectives down in denver and, and one of my buddies was telling me that he won't even bring his family to denver he's been in denver working as a police officer a detective he'll remain nameless for now but he says he won't bring his family there because it is is not safe do you want that for the rest of the country? Do you just want to live in, in lawless chaos where you don't even feel safe to bring your family into the city center? That's what they bring. All they do is bring chaos and destruction by design. Build Back Better is about destroying so it can be rebuilt. That's what communists do. And they usually make what they call utopia, which ends up being a dystopic nightmare. Stay tuned. Much more to come. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio.
3: Returning Saturday, March 2nd to KHNC 1360 a.m. and every Saturday, March through October, it's the Gardening with Joann and Holly Radio Show, Saturday mornings, 11 to noon. It's the Gardening with Joann and Holly Radio Show, topic focused, guests from across the country, and answering your garden questions. Submit your questions now to GardenTalkRadio at gmail.com or call 247 to 1 800 927 SHOW. That's every Saturday morning, 11 to noon, March through October.
1: Just Form Talk Radio with your host, Craig James. Again, our co-host, Nick No is off for the second hour taking some meetings he had to get to, but we're getting into information nonetheless here. Now, some interesting things have come about with regard to Tucker Carlson's time over in Moscow. You know, we talked yesterday in the show about what was happening with this um supposed assassination attempt that took place where you have an individual being apprehended claiming to be working on behalf of ukrainian intelligence which we all know is essentially uh you know a puppet of the u.s central intelligence agency and uh, nato's intelligence operatives but they claim to have been paid to plant a bomb on tucker's truck while he was in moscow to take him out before his interview with putin now take it with a grain of salt we don't know for a fact that it's true because some outlets are reporting that it was it's some clever manipulative stunt I don't know but I do know this that Tucker just gave a very long and thoughtful interview with a podcaster named Lex Friedman where he dove into a lot of information that I don't think they want us to know and I want to play some clips from that Uh, the first clip I want to play is a clip where Tucker Carlson explains The situation with nato and ukraine and uh it's a fascinating tale of what is actually happening there and and what the the logical outcomes are for this war that it's that's taking place the idea that ukraine's going to defeat russia is so far removed from reality that the the idea that it's being sold to the american public as You know, you ask an average citizen, what what do they think is going to happen in Ukraine? Well, of course, Ukraine's the good guys. They're going to win. Even though, you know, the Azov Battalion Nazis are one of the primary forces working on behalf of the Ukrainian government in this battle. But never mind that. Never mind the the installation of the puppet Zelensky by, uh, you know, NATO intelligence forces and and predominantly probably the CIA. Never mind all of that. Uh, Just believe that Ukraine's going to win no matter what. However, here is Tucker explaining an interesting scenario. Let's listen to this.
0: What's, you know, happening not just in Ukraine or Russia, but around the world, I think the world is resetting to the grave disadvantage of the United States. I don't think most Americans are aware of that at all. And uh, so that's my view, and I've I've stated it many times um, because it's sincere. But my goal was to have more information brought to the West so people could make their own decisions about whether this is a good idea. I mean, I just, I guess I reject the whole premise of the war in Ukraine from the American perspective, which is, you know, a tiny group of dumb people in Washington has decided to do this for reasons they won't really explain and you don't have a role in it at all Mm -hmm. as an American citizen, as the person who's paying for it, whose children might be drafted to fight it you know, to shut up and obey. I just, I just reject that completely. You know, I'm a, I think, I guess I'm a child of a different era. I'm a child of participatory democracy to some extent where your opinion as a citizen is not irrelevant. And, um, so I, I, I'm just, and I guess the level of lying about it was starting to drive me crazy. And I've said, and I will say again, I am not an expert on the region or really any region other than say Western Maine. I just don't, you know, I'm not Russian. And, um, but it was obvious to me that we were being lied to in ways that were just, it was crazy, the scale of the lies. And I'll just give you one example. The idea that Ukraine would inevitably win this war. Now, victory was never, as it never is, defined precisely. Nothing is ever defined precisely, which is always a tell that there's deception at the heart of the claim. But um, Ukraine's on the verge of winning. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm hardly a tactician or a military expert. For the fifth time, I'm not an expert on Russia or Ukraine. I just look at Wikipedia. Russia has 100 million more people than Ukraine, 100 million. It has much deeper industrial capacity, war material capacity than all of NATO combined. For example, Russia is turning out artillery shells, which are significant in a ground war, at a ratio of 7 to 1 compared to all NATO countries combined. That's all of Europe. Russia is producing... Seven times the artillery shells as all of Europe combined? What? That's an amazing fact. And it turns out to be a really significant fact. In fact, the significant fact. But if you ask your average person in this country, even a fairly well-informed person of good faith who's just trying to understand what's going on, who's going to win this war? Well, Ukraine's going to win. They're on the right side. And they think that because our media, who really just do serve the interests of the U.S. government, period, they are state media in that sense, have told them that for over two years. And I, I was in Hungary last summer talking to the prime minister, Viktor Orban, who's a, you know, whatever you think of him, he's a very smart guy, very smart guy, like smart on a scale that we're not used to uh, in our leaders. And I said to him off camera, so is Ukraine going to win? And he looked at me like I was deranged, like or I was congenitally you know <laughs> deficient. Are they going to win? No, of course they can't win. It's tiny compared to Russia. Russia has a wartime economy. Ukraine doesn't really have an economy no, look at the populations. He was like, looked at me like I was stupid. And I said to him, you know, I think most Americans believe that because NBC News and CNN and all the news channels, all of them tell them that because it's framed exclusively in moral terms and it's Churchill versus Hitler. And of course, Churchill's going to prevail in the end. And it's just so dishonest that even it doesn't even matter what I want to happen or what I think ought to happen. That's a distortion of what is happening. And if I have any job at all, which I sort of don't actually at this point. But if I do have a job, it's to just try to be honest. And that's a lie. There is a more nuanced discussion about what winning might look like. You're right. A nuanced discussion is not being had, but it is possible for Ukraine to quote unquote win with the help of the United States. I, I guess that conversation needs to begin by defining terms. And the key term is win. What does that mean? Peace, a ceasefire, who owns which land. Yes.
3: Coming to the table... With uh, as you call it, the parent, the United States,
0: yes, putting leverage on the negotiation to make sure there's a uh, fairness. Amen. Well, I, of course, as a, and and I should just restate this: I am uh, a, not emotionally involved in this. I'm American in every sense, and my only interest is in America. I'm not leaving ever, and so I'm looking at this purely from our perspective: what's good for us.
1: There's Tucker explaining what's happening with this ukrainian war and how the deception from the media is so clear and apparent as to what they're trying to to convince the masses is best for us when in reality nobody believes for a second who's paying attention that further escalating this war is going to be good for anyone involved as a matter of fact it really is ultimately only strengthening those who wish to destroy us and uh, that's what i guess the design and plan is anyway if you think about it from the perspective that globalists have you know seized the elites in this country whether it's through you know uh, uh, covert means blackmail bribery whatever it is you have individuals who definitely don't want the best for this country working full time and what's crazy about all of this is that Tucker essentially came out and said in no uncertain terms that he had a team of lawyers review the legality of him going to Russia to interview vladimir putin and what could possibly happen to him and the conclusion is is chilling and disturbing a u.s. journalist being told by his own lawyers that depending on what questions he asked vladimir putin he could end up in prison for it listen to this exchange it's wild
0: uh, my lawyers before I left, and these are people who work for a big law firm, this is not Bob's law firm, this is one of the biggest law firms in the world, said, you're going to get arrested if you do this by the U.S. government on sanctions violations. And I said, well, I, you know, I, don't, I don't recognize the legitimacy of that actually because I'm American and I've lived here my whole life and that's so outrageous that I'm happy to face that, that risk because I, I so reject the premise, Okay. I'm an American. I should be able to talk to anyone I want to. And I I plan to exercise that freedom, which I think I was born with. And I gave them this long, long lecture. They're were like, we're just lawyers. But that was, um, it was, it was a, let me put it this way. I don't know how much you dealt with lawyers, but it costs many thousands of dollars to get, a conclusion like that like they sent a whole bunch of their summer associates or whatever they sent they put a lot of people on this question checked a lot of precedent and i think and they sent me a 10-page memo on it and their sincere conclusion was do not do this and of course it made me mad so i was lecturing on the phone and i had another call with the head lawyer and he said well, look a lot will depend on the questions that you ask putin if you're seen as too nice to him you could get arrested when you come back and I was like, you're describing a fascist country, okay? You're saying that the U.S. government will arrest me if I don't ask the questions they want asked?
1: Well, of course. I mean, Tucker is merely describing what it means to be a journalist in 2024 in the United States of America. If you want to be a mainstream journalist in the U.S. in this day and age, essentially you have to become a talking head puppet for the regime in control the fascist state as described by tucker carlson that wants to control the narrative you cannot go outside the lines and if you do you'll be ostracized you'll be attacked you may be arrested you may be um you know called a russian agent or accused of carrying water for vladimir putin uh you may experience all of those things and that is exactly why tucker did what he did i believe and i think it was a very uh courageous thing that he did but i mean at at the end of the day committing the act of quote unquote journalism has become so revolutionary in this country because nobody else is doing it. You know, we're lucky to have this radio station. Uh thank you to to the people that make it possible, uh Joe and the rest of the team here because honestly, I don't know that we would be able to to get this kind of information to the public in any other form. I mean, the internet is so highly censored at this point. Yes, there are alternatives. Yes, there are places you can go to a degree x aka twitter uh to a degree rumble but most of the other big platforms are highly censored and they not only censor but they do this very nefarious thing where they they promote information that is congruent with the narrative they want to sell. The corporations are in bed with the propagandist media. The propagandist media is in bed with the politicians. The politicians are in bed with the intelligence agencies. So it's all one big apparatus of individuals who want to control what you hear and see. And that is for a very specific reason, because if they control every piece of information that you uh, – take in, then they can control your thoughts and your opinions. And once they can control your thoughts and opinions, then you really don't have what they fear most which is free will. The, the the freedom to say, no, I disagree. Because you won't even have access to the information to know what you're disagreeing with or why you should disagree with it. And that's exactly what I believe Tucker lays out in in an amazing way with that interaction with these lawyers. I mean, he had to get a group, a team of lawyers together to figure out if he was going to be arrested for committing again the crime of journalism interviewing a leader and, and and here's the crazy part right how many mainstream media reporters have gone and interviewed putin over the last you know i don't know 10 years or so you have everybody i mean uh i think uh george Papadopoulos. or stephanopoulos You have um, Leslie Stahl, I think, from 60 Minutes, and a bunch of other, Charlie Rose from PBS. All these people go over there and interview Putin, and and nobody says a thing. It's all totally good. Oh, but Tucker goes over there. Well, you can't ask him any questions that would seem nice, because then you're violating sanctions. It's like, but why? Why? Explain to me like I'm a toddler why, you know, we can't have the freedom of speech enough to ask a foreign leader questions that we choose, right? And when you dive to the bottom of the answer it's very clear it's because they have identified russia as the existential threat that they have to use as a boogeyman to scare us into committing whatever you know uh committing to whatever funding or budget that they want to get in uh funding the military industrial complex so that all these defense contractors can enrich themselves further and you know what fine i, I will throw in the caveat that yes There is an aspect to that that is good for the national security of the United States of America because we're funding the development of weapons that are used for defense. But ultimately, those weapons end up being used against us in so many ways. I mean, look at what happened in Afghanistan. Look at what happened in Iraq. Look at what happened in Syria. Look at what happened in all these places, Vietnam. Look at what happened in Korea. You can go down the list and line of all the different conflicts that we've fought over the last, I don't know, several decades, and you can make a case that, you know, ultimately, regardless of what intention was brought into those situations, the outcome has been disastrous for the American people. Waging endless wars is the same thing as endlessly printing debt currency. It's all going to end the same way. Uh, We all know that, and the people who know it and want to fix it are the ones who are being ostracized because they are the ones who are standing on the outside looking in saying, you know, I'm not going to participate in this system and enrich myself at the detriment of the American republic. But then again, there are people who just want that paycheck, and that's sad. So when we come back, I'm going to get into much more. Uh, I want to play a clip of Laura Logan giving her testimony yesterday in, in, on Capitol Hill. She was, uh, you know, just her her testimony is so powerful. And it exposes this corrupt censorship regime that I've talked about here today on the show. And it, it really goes into some very deep detail. Stay tuned. We're going to play that and uh, talk about it. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. And, you know, we uh, obviously i have told you guys, if you're not aware, Nick No had to take off our co-host. He had some meetings he had to get to. So the second hour, it's just the two of us, or at least just me with all of you out there listening. And I'm flying solo, but I have a lot of information. So we talk about Tucker Carlson and this whole idea of, you know, the, the crime of committing the act of journalism. And one of the people who's been... I think the victim of this kind of suppression and these tactics the most in standing up to this regime uh, propaganda you know, uh, cartel that runs media in the country that's – like I said, they're all in bed with each other, so they're all one big group – is Laura Logan, who just gave testimony um, on Capitol Hill yesterday – or a couple days ago with uh, Ron Johnson, who had another one of these meetings about COVID – And everything that she says about the federal health agencies and the COVID cartel is you can literally take that and apply it to any uh, regime-based narrative that they want us to, to, you know, accept without question, which is, again, look – it's not that we don't believe that there are people of good faith working inside of our government, because there are in all agencies, CIA, NSA, military, you know, DOJ, FBI, et cetera. And those people should be commended and those people should be, uh, you know, given credit for what they do. A lot of those people do thankless jobs on a daily basis that don't get any recognition, but. Ultimately, do end up helping make this country better and safer. And we recognize that. It's that there are people inside of these organizations, especially in the leadership positions, who have essentially created a system of control that they use time and again to exploit the vulnerability of the American people and manipulate us into doing things we wouldn't otherwise do. So I'm going to play some of this testimony from Laura Logan because I think it speaks directly to the the censorship cartels and what they're doing to silence Americans right now. Listen to this.
8: Thank you, Senator Johnson. Um, Hello, everybody. I was asked to testify on media censorship and uh, the First Amendment, the importance of free speech. And I do want to say that it is an honor and a privilege to be here with all of you and with you, Senator Johnson. Thank you for hosting this uh, rogue committee. it's, uh, it's important to all of us, because of everything discussed today, that we address the, um, the vital principles and values that exist really only in the United States of America. And that said, these are the worst of times for the media in this country. We live in the age of information warfare, where propaganda is not simply a weapon, it is the entire field of battle. This is a war for our minds that is aided by advanced technology, and we have never been here, not in all of human history. It is a moment when we as journalists should stand together, united, and regardless of politics, we should fight for the truth, and we should fight for freedom. Yet, not very long ago, we allowed one of our own, Tucker Carlson, ...to be branded as a traitor simply for doing his job. In fact, there were many so-called journalists who were leading the charge against Tucker... ...accusing him of treason for the simple fact of interviewing the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. And to my knowledge, there was not a single legacy media institution that spoke up. This was more than a politically motivated attack on one man... It was a betrayal of the most sacred principles of a free press. And my media colleagues know this to be true, no matter what they say. My fear is that they either no longer care or that they lack the moral courage to be honest, including with themselves. I have worked at the highest levels of the media as a full-time correspondent for 60 Minutes, chief foreign correspondent for CBS News, chief foreign affairs correspondent for for CBS News. That was my home for 16 years. And as a journalist, I have sat down with world leaders, mass murderers, and terrorists. And I have held people on both sides of the aisle accountable. I have seen suffering, and I have faced evil, and I have walked through the fires of hell on distant battlefields. I faced my own death at the hands of a mob of some 200 men in Egypt when I was gang raped and sodomized and beaten almost to death while on assignment for 60 minutes. And yet, for almost a decade, I have been targeted and falsely branded and accused of many things that I did not do. They have attacked my work, my character, my sanity, and my marriage. And I am not alone. We are many. And we will not give up and we will not give in. To those who wish to censor the idea of free speech in America and all over the world. Media companies... Institutions and journalism schools have failed all of us. And for too long, we have allowed non-profit organizations to masquerade as nonpartisan media watchdogs, when in fact they are little more than highly paid political propagandists and assassins, whose entire reason for being is to crush anyone who stands in their way. And along with them, the long-held and cherished ideas of free speech, free thinking, and free minds. This is a blood sport for them. They're political allies and their puppet masters. They know how to kill a journalist without murdering them. We call it cancel culture. In truth, it is a death sentence and they get away with it because they have information dominance. Some are strong enough to survive, but only a few, like Glenn Greenwald, Tucker Carlson, Matt Taibbi, only a few, like them, are able to reach greater heights and thrive. These nonprofits that I'm talking about are part of a vast censorship network that includes government agencies. They use deception, to mask their actions with lofty goals, like preventing the spread of misinformation, disinformation, hate speech. They use phrases like protecting democracy. And make no mistake, words matter. The media is collaborating with government agencies and operatives to censor and shape the information battlefield to justify certain actions. For example, when the President of the United States threatens the unvaccinated, saying our patience is wearing thin, and accuses them of putting communities at risk, his words are designed to justify hatred, censorship, and intimidation. And when the Vice President compares January 6 to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, it is a predicate to silence the opposition, and justify the weaponization of the justice system. We are already witnessing another shaping operation to influence the outcome of the 2024 election, this time with the false claim that if one side wins, it will be the end of democracy. This lie contrived to ensure a particular outcome and to sabotage free speech yet again. Overseas taxpayer funds from hard-working Americans are being doled out by contractors under the Office of Transition In- Initiatives at USAID or the State Department Bureauc- Bureau of Democracy, Human Rights, and Labor. These contractors, many of them ideological zealots who are not even US government officials, often make over a quarter million dollars a year and are outside the reach, Senator, of yourself and committees like this. They hand out taxpayer dollars to programs that are shaped by highly partisan NGOs who hide behind terms like interreligious dialogue when in fact they are funding Muslim schools that train Islamic terrorists like they did in Malaysia. Another example is Humanists International. Through them, the State Department is funding atheism grants that actively cultivate an atheist advocacy network in Nepal. This is not just to attack religion and manipulate foreign politics. It is an attack on free speech, faith, and God.
1: I, I cannot summarize it better than that. What she just did is lay it out. That's what they're doing. This is the next generation warfare we're facing. And the only thing I'd add to what she said is that augmentation of this censorship regime with artificial intelligence is one of the most dangerous things that most people are just completely unaware of. What they are able to do with an AI now and what they will be able to do in the future is going to make this censorship regime we're facing now look like child's play mark my words on that we'll be back you're listening to just the form talk radio Down.
5: Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert-Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom.
4: You can run on for a long time for a long time on for a long time, time. gotta cut you down Soon or gotta cut you down go tell that long
1: welcome back to just form talk radio i'm your host craig james co-host dick no take off took off for the second hour here he had some meetings to get to so it's just me flying solo with all of you guys here today that being said though Uh, We're continuing to listen to Laura Logan's testimony on Capitol Hill. She gave this at a session being held by um, Senator Ron Johnson, a roundtable discussion called Federal Health Agencies and the COVID Cartel, What Are They Hiding? She's giving incredibly detailed and specific testimony that identifies the threat to free speech in america and what this you know censorship regime relies on which is using these ngos in order to manipulate the public into believing a set of lies that are a a part of what is what we call the the establishment narrative which they thrust upon us and try to force us into you know submitting to and accepting without question which is exactly the the end goal here but i'm going to finish playing her testimony because it's that powerful Let's let her uh, finish up what she was saying.
8: While propaganda and censorship are not new, technology means unprecedented power and reach in the hands of a few. Companies like Facebook, Instagram, and Google, as you have heard many times today, have been allowed to amass monopoly power. And as a result, they not only reach billions of people across the world every second of the day, they have absolute control over what we see and what we hear. Imagine those tools in the hands of Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Hitler. When I became a journalist more than 35 years ago, we were under emergency restrictions in apartheid South Africa. And I was 17 years old. Public safety and security were the weapons of state censors. Ours was the truth. We had no Bill of Rights, no Constitution, no First Amendment, no Declaration of Independence. And journalists would have to hide their footage from the security police, sometimes sewing the tapes into their mattresses at home, so they could not be seized and used to identify and target the protesters that we had filmed. The light of freedom that set fire to our hearts in South Africa was lit thousands of miles away. It was lit right here where we sit today in the United States of America. When the Founding Fathers put freedom of speech first, it was not by chance, it was by design. The rights that followed were in part created to protect the First Amendment. Without it, they knew that freedom itself would perish. I am reminded today of the words spoken by the British Foreign Secretary, Sir Edward Gray, in 1914, at the beginning of the First World War. He said, the lamps are going out all over Europe. We shall not see them lit again in our lifetime. We are once again watching the lights of freedom. They're going out here and all over the world. And it is up to us to determine if they will be lit again, ever. Thank you, Senator Johnson. I'm ready to take your questions.
1: Well, you know, that speech, I I really hope it, it struck a chord with all of you out there listening to understand that this is a person who came from South Africa who sees our, you know, Bill of Rights, which is a protection of rights that were granted to us by our creator, not by man, that that was inspirational thousands of miles away for them to stand up against a system that they saw was unjust, and now just the same here today. You cannot overlook how our country is going in a direction where individuals who lust for power, who lust for control, who seek only that which benefits themselves and not that which benefits the country or other citizens of the united states that those people have taken full control almost in this nation and we're, we're really hanging on by a thin thread here right now as i said before the real dark truth is that ai augmentation is going to end up leading to unforeseen circumstances that we can't even understand yet but i have a, an article i've shared before i want to kind of reiterate some of the points that were made here about what ai is going to be doing because i think it goes this is taking her speech laura logan and taking it to the next level but you have to understand that what they're trying to do with this ai censorship regime is they're trying to control the formation and reproduce different social media imaginaries right they're training the algorithms to pick out disruptive patterns in the communications that precede various sorts of developments that you know you as a controller of the narrative want to avoid then they identify and pick up key influencers and they elevate them artificially to make it seem as though their ideas are being supported more broadly than they actually are and they do this all using ai systems that can do every one of these tasks in the a matter of you know milliseconds it takes practically no time For these computing systems and ai systems to come out and and produce these algorithmic um you know elevations of certain narratives which is only going to get worse so if you think about it we're entering a new age and then you put that on top of the idea of what we have to come with deep fakes the idea that ai can now produce you know video and audio that is nearly indistinguishable from uh reality we're looking at some pretty dangerous times the legacy media is going to use these as force multipliers because it's going to help them significantly control the behavior of the masses using narratives that they pick they foster and reproduce over and over again so it's not about truth or facts but it's about controlling the socially significant narratives and nothing else they could care less about you know letting these one-offs like tucker and you know, Matt Tybee and Joe Rogan get through as long as they continue to hold the stranglehold over the majority narrative that they want to present that's what we're facing here folks that's the simplest way to put it so how do we combat it well the simplest way is to first identify it. Once you identify it and recognize what it is, then you may have a chance at understanding how it's being controlled, but it's it's bot networks. It is, th- th- there is manipulation going that is impossible to understand for most layman's who don't specifically understand what AI is and what it represents. There's a reason why every country in the world has their own AI Manhattan Project and how they've said it's more dangerous than nuclear weapons because it is the future of humanity that is at stake here. So there is some good news. You're going to want to stay tuned. We're going to bring it to you just in a second. One more break, and then we'll do our final segment, God's Grace is Greater. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just The Forum Talk Radio. Join me for my
6: America First radio show, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 a.m. and Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on AM 1360, The Roar of the Rockies. You are listening to
8: k 10 The Roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. Hi,
5: this is Rod with PCs and Parts in Loveland, Colorado. We are your go-to place for computer parts and repair. We have been in business for over 19 years and love fixing computers. Come by and see us at 265 East 29th Street, number H, or visit us at PCsandparts.com. Or you can call us at 970-203-0696. That's PCsandparts.com or call us at 970-203-0696.
6: to you
7: grace
1: welcome back just form talk radio with your host craig james and you know we do our final segment every day our god's grace is greater segment where we leave you with a little bit of hope and encouragement to take with you going into whatever you're facing today because i know that the problems of this world that, that we cover here on the show are not the only problems that exist and some of you are facing you know obstacles and afflictions that most of us can't even imagine and even if they're smaller and not as large as some sort of life changing or or life altering uh, uh you know affliction we're all facing different trials but what is something that we can all agree on is that the place we can go to find wisdom and discernment and understanding of the things that are happening in this world is scripture and and today we're continuing in the book of psalms We're on Psalm 53, and how appropriate that today's Psalm 53 talks about what a portrait of sinners looks like. You know, we talk about a lot of the sin that exists all around us, the evil that is is being built into the systems of control which are being used to, to push us out of, you know, our connection to God. A lot of the atheism and a lot of the, you know, other types of, you know, anti-God religions out there that are being foisted upon us are really meant to be systems of control whereas there is a liberation and freedom when you submit to the will of God that is unlike any other and when you accept his son our Lord Jesus Christ as your savior that is the truest freedom there is and 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 these words talk about what others who see us as different think about the way we believe things should be or the way we're we're taught to do things by our lord and savior and i want to get to this psalm 53 it says the fool says in his heart god does not exist they are corrupt and they do vile deeds there is no one who does good god looks down from heaven on the human race to see if there is one who is wise one who seeks god all have turned away all alike have become corrupt there is no one who does good not even one Will evildoers never understand? They consume my people as they consume bread. They do not call on God. Then they will be filled with terror, terror like no other, because God will scatter the bones of those who besiege you. You will put them to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that Israel's deliverance would come from Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. And I share those words with you simply to... Help us all find more discernment in this fallen world. The The fool will say God does not exist, but God is self-evident in creation itself. When you wake up in the morning and you see that sunrise over the horizon, or when you, you have a moment in nature with your family or friends and you can really feel God's presence in and amongst and around you, That is what they want to separate us from. And that's why they continually try to convince us that God does not exist, that his wrath is not apparent and that his judgment is not coming because they want you to to join them because that's where they need you to be. It, it, It really is the ultimate historical battle of good and evil that we're facing right now. And I want you all to take this with you right now, that God is watching us. And he knows what's in our hearts, and when we seek him, he recognizes that. So that's what we have to do. We have to get up every day and seek God in the midst of all this affliction, in the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of all this turmoil and suffering. We have to actively seek God, and when we do that, God will see what's in our heart, he will recognize it, and he will deliver us. By the blood of Christ, which was set on the cross for our sins. So that's my encouragement to all of you out there today. Take solace and courage knowing that we are saved, that God is good, that he sees us, he hears our cries, he hears our pleas, and the affliction will only come on those who reject God. Even if we suffer, if we have God, then we can take courage and solace knowing that that relationship will deliver us to eternal salvation. So... That's what I want to leave you with. Take it with you. Use it as encouragement. If you haven't accepted Jesus, now's your chance. Open your heart. Say a prayer. Accept him as Lord and Savior and watch him do great things. That's it for me. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you.